0: Welcome, listener. I'm John. I'm sitting across the table from my friend, Zach. Good morning, Zach.
1: Hi, John. I always
0: have to remember that we record pretty early in the morning because we live very active lives with many responsibilities. Not unlike our listeners. However, wouldn't you say that most of our listeners probably take this
1: in later in the day? I don't know. I assume that most of our listeners listen to us whilst exercising. Yeah. Possibly raking the leaves or doing other various forms of yard work. Maybe on commutes mm-hmm. when they're in their automobile or bicycle or rollerblades. And they
0: just take you throughout the day, don't they? I
1: envision that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I can't be more excited about what we're going to talk about today.
1: Mm, I can tell it <laughs> cuz you sound really excited. i, your I voice. Am. I am. And I don't regret that. Guys, we John's leading this podcast for the first time ever. And there's a lot of anticipation in the air. There's a lot of excitement. John is downright giddy right now. There's
0: a little humidity in this room as well. Have you felt that? It is
1: like 75 degrees outside. It's nasty.
0: Welcome to Waco. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Listen, you're about to turn 40 years old. I've been talking about it for 18 months. That's right. And, And it's like, what do you give the guy who has everything? is what I've been asking myself. Mm-hmm. And finally, I've, I've determined what I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the three secrets to success in your 40s. Please. Are you ready for those?
1: Can't wait. You're gonna it you right now?
0: I was going to. I don't know if you're taking this serious enough for me to, for me to do this. <laughs> and so I don't know if I need to save it for another podcast episode. Or do you feel like you can handle it if I give you these things right now?
1: Uh, give it to me. I'm Are you seri- sure? I'm as serious as the day is long. Okay.
0: You're about to turn 40. Do mm-hmm. you have a decade of, of victories, of challenges, of setbacks, of gains? You know, the Lord is going to use you in mighty ways, right? Your family will mm-hmm. grow. All of your children will be, you know, by the time you're 50 years old, goodness, they're going to be out of the house with careers. Okay, maybe not that. Are you ready, though? Three, the three, the three secrets. Yes. Of your 40s. Please. Number one, I'll just give them all three to you because okay. I don't want you to be overwhelmed. Yeah. Live, laugh, and love.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, I, I don't know what I was expecting, and I should have been expecting something like that, but I was actually expecting you to drop some wisdom Do on me. Do
0: you want me to explain this to you? No, I don't. Actually, today we're talking about something really exciting. The title of today's podcast is Broken Bones, When Mentees Make Mistakes. I'm excited about talking about this today, Zach, because mistakes, setbacks, struggles, they're a part of life. They're certainly a part of our mentor-mentee relationship. And I think it's really important that we go into... When these things happen in life as they do, prepared. And so I'm, I'm, I'm excited for us to equip our mentors this morning with this topic.
1: Before we get started on this, John, do we want to talk about your t-shirt or your coffee mug? Dude, I would be
0: more than happy to talk about either one.
1: Because we are talking about mistakes. And Wait a minute. I'm just kidding. So John is currently drinking out of a gingerbread man coffee mug. Would you like to explain this?
0: Well... Thankfully I know that in this friendship I don't have to explain myself but I'm I'm I am going to take the opportunity to do so right now. And that is because as I mentioned before we're in the spirit that we're in the season of advent. Yes. Correct? And during advent, kind of before that first Sunday, you know what I do? I go up in the attic and I pull the Christmas decorations down, mm-hmm. and the ornaments and I pull down the especially heavy tub of Christmas dishes. And inside that tub, you find mugs like this. And so what I do, as you know, I kind of have a relationship with coffee mugs. Right. That's why I asked. And so during Christmas, instead of using my typical working class, working man, Christmas mug, coffee mug rather, I use one of our, our Christmas mugs there. And so there it is in all its glory.
1: For the listener at home, John and I are going to make a special effort this week to post on the social medias. And you will see this coffee mug on Instagram. Yeah.
0: I hope somebody out there does that as well. Gets excited about just seasonal changes, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. then listen, after Christmas is over, what am I going to do? Put the mugs back up. They yeah. go up in the attic. Yeah. And I'll have had that that time. Now, you mentioned the shirt yes. as well. Do you know what th- what this guy's name is? Bones. Okay. It says bones. That's true. Mm-hmm. But the guy's name, who's the, the, the skeleton who's ripping out of wherever he is. Flesh.
1: <laughs> it looks not, like
0: flesh. I don't
1: know if that's John, supposed to represent that. John know? has a pattern of wearing... S- almost evil shirts. Wait a minute. Anybody
0: who knows anything about 80s skateboarding knows that it's not really evil. It's fun loving. It's not
1: demonic. It looks demonic.
0: No, no. Inside you are bones. Oh Inside gosh. me are bones. They are the very the structure of life, Zach.
1: Let's talk about mentoring.
0: Anyway, I'm wearing my bones t-shirt. This guy's name, his name is Ripper. Oh, He's the Ripper.
1: That sounds so evil. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that's from Powell Pearl to Skateboards of the 80s. And one of my favorite brands, and I, and I love wearing... I love wearing Powell stuff.
1: You know, no one who listens to this podcast knows anything about skateboarding.
0: But they will now. They know, you know what? They they know Tony Hawk. He rode for Powell. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. All right.
1: right, So, Broken Bones, we're talking about when mentees make mistakes. And we've talked about this often, but you know what? Mentees make mistakes often. Yeah. And so do mentors. And it's just a relationship. Like, relationships are messy. And the closer you get with someone... The more mistakes you make, the more opportunities for resolution, might I say.
0: 100%. So
1: John, why don't you take us into this?
0: Okay, so as you probably know this already, the healing process of bones is pretty complicated, but it can be broken down into three phases. There's the reactive phase, during which the area around the break swells. The reparative phase, during which the membrane that covers your bone converts itself into bone and cartilage cells and starts to bridge the gap between broken bone segments. And finally... The remodeling phase, wherein the, let me see if I can say this right, trabicular or temporary bone is replaced with compact permanent bone. I thought this was a really interesting metaphor for relationship. You know the old saying, like, when a bone breaks, it, it grows back stronger? Yes. Okay. Is it true? You know, it, it sort of is. It really is at the point where you think about the very, the very point of a break, when it does kind of calcify and grow back in this process, as I just mentioned to you. It is stronger. However, there's still some some kind of lasting effects or maybe some vulnerability there. And I just thought, man, that's a great metaphor for relationship, mentoring, marriage, whatever other relationship that we have. Things get broken. Things get said that shouldn't have. Betrayal. You just, you name it and, it and it happens in a relationship. And so if we go into these relationships, like with our mentees, knowing that they're going to fail us or they're going to make a mistake even in their own life, even if it doesn't have anything to do with us, we still want to be equipped to be able to know hey, this is kind of how this works. This is what happens. And this is how we can work to repair that process and, and understand and then give, and give our mentee that tool to understand that this is what they'll do as a parent someday or, or a mentor themselves. So we can frame our mentoring relationships in the same way when it comes to them making mistakes, whether it's something that they do or, or say that hurts us or causes a major impact or a major issue for their
1: lives. So like, I think this is important because I remember whenever I started out mentoring, I didn't necessarily think about these things. The only thing I was thinking about was I'm going to hang out with a kid and their lives are going to get better because of me, which I hope that happens. But I think in this podcast, there's an opportunity if you're just starting out or even if you've been mentoring for a long time, just to be reminded that one mistakes are going to happen. And the longer you get into your mentee relationship the more opportunity for kind of hurt to happen. There's no such thing as a perfect relationship, especially in mentoring, especially when you're dealing with a with a 16-year-old kid, with an eight-year-old kid. So just knowing that it's going to happen, and then two, when it does happen, it's not always a bad thing. In fact, there's an opportunity for good to come from it, which that's what we're going to talk about today.
0: Totally. And let me kind of compare, right before we get into these phases, I just kind of want to set up where when we we can really kind of look at relationship in two ways, we can look at it in such a way that when we kind of meet somebody or when we begin our mentor relationship, we kind of think that we are like at the hundred percent mark for this relationship, like it's perfect at this point, right? No one's done anything wrong. We're both just really kind of happy as we learn about each other. The bummer about starting a relationship that way by saying, "Hey, listen, you know this is perfect," is that all it can do is go down from there, right? All you can really do is be disappointed with a person because people make mistakes. So. What I like to do whenever entering into a relationship like this is realizing, you know what, we haven't really experienced anything together yet. So we don't really have anything together. Instead, what I want to do is I want to start off this relationship at the zero level and I want to build it together. Okay, we're at the foundation so that with that, as you know, circumstances and experience is kind of what builds relationship when you spend time together. Like in youth ministry, what we'd say is. Sundays and Wednesday programming, those are so important, so valuable. However, if we really want our students to grow in this ministry and really kind of grow together, we've got to take them on a trip. Like they have to have shared experience kind of outside the usual scheduled stuff. And so just kind of keep that in mind as well. How great would it be to give someone such the benefit of the doubt to say, hey, listen, as we grow this friendship, you know, good things will happen, bad things will happen. But right now I'm going to really lower my expectations and just enjoy us kind of growing together and knowing that when a mistake happens, I'm not going to write you off. I'm not going to cancel this relationship because, hey, you had your chance and you made a mistake. And, and you know, as soon as you make one, we're done instead. Just knowing that they're going to happen. And so we're going we're to roll with it as it does.
1: Well, and I think that's a great point because if you're mentoring specifically a kid from a hard place, a kid who's experienced trauma, a kid who's experienced difficult situations, that's like the number one question that they're asking is, is this person going to leave me? Just like, every person that i've interacted with in the past has left me you know that that's a that's an extremely strong statement but i think that you guys understand is what's going to happen to me in the past going to happen here right and so we have an opportunity to to know that that's what they're thinking and to with as much intentionality as possible kind of guard that lie from coming true in their heads and so this is an opportunity for us as mentors to, to look for that chance and to, instead of allowing a mistake to kill the relationship, it actually strengthens
0: it. 100%. And that's a great segue into the first stage that we're going to talk about, which is the reactive phase. To be reminded that you as their mentor may be the one healthy adult in their whole life. And so how you react is just so very important.
1: And it kind of goes like how you respond is kind of everything. And there's two things that are happening whenever you do respond. One, they are experiencing you in real time. But the second thing that you're doing is you're painting a picture of how they could respond in the future whenever they experience something that they weren't expecting. So like, yes, you, there's something going on in the now in regards to your relationship, but you're also painting a picture of, Hey, When bad things do happen, when someone that you care about makes a mistake, when things don't go your way, here's how a mature adult responds in a healthy way. Because you can't be what you can't see. So if the only thing a kid has experienced is when they mess up and an adult freaks out on them, well, when they become an adult and things don't go as planned, they're going to freak out because that's all that they've seen. That's all that they know. You have an opportunity to paint a different picture.
0: That's right. So important. So this one kind of hits close to home.
1: There it is again. Golly. Exactly. At phlegm.
0: As we think about this the, in, the, in the reactive phase, it, it hits close to home with me because even this week, my family was talking about this. So mm-hmm. it is such that my wife or my kids will say, hey, I, didn't, I wasn't sure how you felt about this thing that I was talking about with you because of how, you, of how your face looks. And so I don't know if you have this issue, but I have a, I have a problem that my face doesn't always correlate well <laughs> to how the state of, of mind that I have about a situation. And so they, they may think that I'm upset or they may think that I'm completely distant in the issue because because of how my face looks. And so we want to remember that in this reactive phase as our mentee may be sharing what they've done or what they're struggling with. We've got to, we've got to be aware, kind of hold up that mental mirror to our to our face to say, how am I communicating as they speak? Do I look like I'm angry? You know, again, what are my nonverbals?
1: Big deal. How about how are how are you on that, Zach? Oh, I'm terrible. I'm just like, I always look like I'm about to punch someone. And especially with my kids, like my poor kids, man. Like my, my son was, we were practicing for a spelling test, right? And he couldn't spell the word ankle, kept on saying A-N-C-K. And he said it seriously 17 times. And I was getting a little frustrated and you could just see on my face that I was like getting pretty frustrated. And my poor kid, he's so sensitive. And in that moment, I just had to check myself and be like, how does he see me right now? Because mm-hmm. you can kind of look in their eyes and see how they're experiencing you. So, me, and this might be with everyone, it's an intentional practice to convey positive nonverbal, nonverbals. Yeah. So, like I have to think to myself, okay, Zach, you probably look like a jerk right now. Smile or nod or affirm them or things like that. Mm-hmm. Because a person's going to, believe how they see you more than what you say. So. Sure. 100%. It's important stuff.
0: So communicate clearly without overreacting. We also want to offer grace during that time, right? We want to be mindful of that. And this is where we, again, understand what, what the Lord has given us, we are also giving to our mentee. And so we want to be graceful in our words and in our actions and, and even in, in how we present ourselves and, and what our body posture is like during that time.
1: And I think a great way of doing this is by asking questions. So, like, if a kid's like, "Hey, you know," anything from I failed my math test to I got in a fight to I got my girlfriend pregnant. I, I mean, the spectrum is 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 big as to what kind of mistakes they could communicate to you. And so, I think a great thing to do is instead of being like, "Oh my gosh, what's wrong with you?" or "Oh my gosh, that's terrible," or da 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 da. Like, save save your statements. And instead ask questions. Well, how did that? Oh my gosh, if I were in your shoes, I would be overwhelmed. How do you feel right now? Or what were you thinking whenever you first found out? Or, you know, and so trying to, through questions, get to to the question, how is your heart? What are you truly feeling right now? Are you fearful? Are you angry? Are you sad? Are you filled with shame? And so I think asking questions in a, in a calm way, and not, not only are your nonverbals important, but your tone is as well. So that's just totally. kind of my my two cents.
0: Absolutely, and that speaks into practicing sympathy, and that sympathy I think is also important in that this is something to kind of be mindful of, and it may not be a large issue, and you may think, well, I don't know how significant that is, but I would, I would challenge you to think about what's the difference in being able to say, hey, look, you're going to be okay with this, and the difference of saying, hey, we... Are going to get through this. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to remember that during this time when your mentee has made a mistake, the enemy will be attacking because what does the enemy do? He isolates. He says, I'm going to separate you from the flock and then I can attack you because you're going to be that much more vulnerable. And so when a mentee has made a mistake maybe in life and they think, oh my gosh, my life is over. What am I going to do? I'm going to be kicked out. You know, I'm going to be kicked off the team, right? Anything that kind of takes them away from community is such a struggle and such an issue. And we'd we'd hate for in that mentoring relationship for it to be yet another kind of isolating event. And so, how important is it as a mentor to be able to say, "Okay, we are going to work through this issue together," you know? And I think that's a that's really kind of calming and very kind of centering for our mentee when they can say, "Okay, you you got me in this right? Like like you're not going to again, as you mentioned earlier, you're not going to leave me because I made the, this mistake." It's so good and such a mature thing to be able to say to a mentee, "Hey." Our circumstances, even though there's some brokenness, it doesn't break our relationship. Like our relationship of friend and of mentor, that goes beyond something that you can do. Okay. And that that again is something that's so important that we'll kind of speak into their familial relationships as well. And what's something that we want to be able to confirm and we want to reaffirm love and the fact that we're not going anywhere.
1: Which, John, I think I think what you just said, it's one thing to think that. It's a totally different thing to say that. And I would encourage you as a mentor, if you and your mentee do experience hard times, to actually say what you just said. Hey, look, our circumstances doesn't change relationship. I'm not going anywhere. We will get through this. And I think that I think that you're conveying unconditional love. And you're conveying the fact that like, hey, I'm, I don't care what you do. I love you for you. And yeah, you're gonna make mistakes just like I do, but that doesn't change how I feel about you, which is exactly what the Lord says to us whenever we mess up. So I think that's great. And this is a, a non-performance based relationship, right? It's all yeah. about identity, it's all about who you are, and I I love you for you, not for what you do.
0: Okay, and that's the reactive phase. Really good. And now we start thinking about the reparative phase, right? This is where we really start seeing some repair happen. So we've, we've kind of understood, man, we want to be less on the reactive end. We don't want to overreact to a situation. We want to really kind of keep our cool. We want to ask those good questions like you mentioned, and we want to kind of set the tone for, okay, we're going to rebuild this thing. We really are. The, you know, the Bible says that we have the ministry of reconciliation. As those who follow Christ, we've been given this, we've been equipped with this ministry. And I think what a, what a beautiful thing, right, that we can reconcile. As God has reconciled our sin... In the form of Christ's sacrifice, we now have this equipping that we can apply that to relationships. When those in our lives break that community, we have the ability to to reconcile through a process of understanding with grace and with mercy. And so, this is really kind of where we find ourselves in this relationship as well. Repairing what is broken is a process, and it takes time. But we want to remind our mentees that we're committed to that process and to them.
1: And it's kind of like what you said earlier. Anytime you make a mistake, anytime your mentee makes a mistake, that's like prime time for the enemy to come in and just lie. And they see an opportunity and he's like, I'm going to take advantage of this and I'm going to tell him who the world thinks he is. He or she is a, their a failure. They're a mess up. They're never going to amount to anything. They don't have a future. They, You're going to leave them. Like All of these lies can just come flooding in and you have an opportunity to Dispel those lies with truth. And the truth is that Jesus loves them just as they are, not as they should be. The truth is that you're not going anywhere. The truth is that you can be restored. The truth is that you have a future and a hope. The truth is, and so on. So, and that's really hard when a mentee says something that disappoints you because as much as we all want to be objective, there's still, I mean, you've got a little bit of skin in the game as a mentor. And when your mentee makes a mistake, that is going to get you off track of the goals that you two have agreed on, that's going to hurt. And there's going to be some disappointment and that's okay to a certain degree, but you have to in that moment, be able to speak truth. Even when you are hurt, frustrated, disappointed, scared, because I know with me, I've had some kids who I've invested into and they do something and and I'm sitting here like that's a game changer. Like you just, went to prison or you just got pregnant or you you just failed out of school or you just got kicked out of your house or you're doing drugs or right like there's some big things but to and and that scares me. That frightens me. And so how how do I cast out fear through perfect love? Which that can only be found in Jesus.
0: And you got it. You're you're speaking a lot of truth with that. You're right, because there will be things that maybe our mentee does. And maybe we begin to doubt, you know, the Lord's work in that or to think, oh, is this, is this something that, that he or she can bounce back from? And man, that all the, all the more reason for us to have faith in the fact that that, that will happen.
1: So, John, like how, how can you as a mentor stir up hope? How can you ignite hope in the midst of broken, hard mistakes?
0: Okay, so during this reparative process, right, here, here are just a few things to, to practice. For one, we want to remind, we want to be able to remind our mentee all the good things that have happened. Because remember, in the in the moment when a mistake has been made or when a setback has happened, you kind of feel like all is lost. I can't believe I worked so hard, right? And now here I am. Look what I've done. Look what's happened. That's when we step in as the mentor and say, but hold on. Remember, you've done so well. And this mistake does not negate how hard you've worked over the last 2 years right and all the good things that you've done man your grades have been so good right you've been applying yourself to this so we as a mentor want to remind the the truth of what's going to happen we want to be the record keeper to show that timeline because that's going to encourage we want to repeat these things as well we want to remember that we are a forgetful people as i say often what did the israelites have to do when god did something incredible in their midst they built a monument, right? They built that altar. They piled up these rocks so that when people came by later and said, what are those pile of rocks for? Someone could say, well, this is because God did something great. And so we want to be those, we want to be able to repeat these things to our mentee on a constant basis. Man, I'm so proud of you. Remember when you got, you know, most imp- improved player or or whatever, we want to remind them of these great things that have happened and and always repeat these. And then we also want to be reaffirming in the midst of Man, there's so much reason for me to be disappointed or I can't believe I did this or whatever else. We want to be the reaffirmers. We want to speak hope into the situation. And sometimes what that looks like, Zach, is because, as you know, when a mentee struggles, when a family member struggles, when, when we've struggled in our lives, and we kind of think, how on earth am I going to get through this huge issue? And how do we do that? You know, how do we eat that elephant? Well, it's one bite at a time. And so the work of the mentor sometimes during this phase is just reminding our mentee, that what do they need to do? They just need to do the next right thing for today and not worry about the fact that this process may take weeks or months to get through, but they've been given today as a gift. And so you are with them. The Lord is with them on their side. And want to take those baby steps and realize that let's not be overwhelmed by the marathon, but instead, let's just do what we need to do today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I know f- for me, I'm, Sometimes I focus in on like, okay, I've got this mentee who's in sixth grade and all we talk about is college and I'm like, yeah, that can be a little overwhelming. Like (laughs) that might put a lot of pressure on a kid and instead of college, let's talk about the math test on Friday and Hey, let's, you made a 70 last week. Let's make an 85 this week. Then get through that and then focus on the math test the next week and then focus on the math test the next week. And if you can focus in on these baby steps at these these action items that a minty can look at and say i can do that i can go from a 70 to an 85 you know that's different from going to i just failed a math test in sixth grade To are you going to major in science or math in college right like yeah you can help them see the finish or the next finish line yeah the next checkpoint i guess
0: for sure it's great all <laughs> right our third phase we've reacted right we begin the act of repairing and then finally we're in that mode of of remodeling okay so as trust gets reinstated you continue to communicate your feelings because communication is so important during the entire process so that your mentee knows really where you stand and some of that Zach is not only communicating you know these principles that are valuable and kind of being the rock during that situation but you know what sometimes you can even you can even communicate your vulnerabilities or maybe something that you are struggling with that your mentee can handle to be able to say Hey, listen. I am one hundred percent about you. I am. I am excited about being able to, you know, have you maybe restore if it's a situation outside of our relationship, or if it's a situation that happened within our relationship and that that's where the damage was done. I'm committed to this being one hundred percent strong again. However, we're still in a process, and I still want to be able to build this trust with you. So I'm committed to you, but we're still in that, and that's something that I think a mentee can can really handle to say, "Oh, okay, I get it. You're not you're not mad at me. You're not." trying to punish me for what I've done but instead you're showing me the natural consequence and so being able to speak about natural consequences is i think really important because it's just to, it just goes to show listen it still is an effect that we're having to deal with
1: because of this thing that happened yeah like that's i mean that's just kind of how life is and i don't think you can paint paint a picture of this like fairy tale life where you make a really bad choice and nothing and it doesn't impact anything, right? And so I think that you're just slowly but surely introducing your mentee to this is what life is as an adult. Mm -hmm. When you mess up, whether it's intentional or unintentional, there are consequences. And here's how to get through those in a healthy way without having it take you out. I also think it's really important for us to share with mentees times whenever we made mistakes and what we learned from it Mm -hmm. to show them that we're not Superman or you know we're not invincible. So,
0: you know what? I was also thinking that not only it, does it, not only is it counterintuitive to really what a healthy relationship is when it comes to responsibility, but honestly, it does our mentees a disservice. Because imagine kind of coming in to our mentee with something that they just have done and saying, oh, listen, everything's going to be okay. And we're, you know, even to say we're going to get through this, but without that element of Hey there are going to be some things that you're going to have to that we're going to have to go through now because of the result but not not allowing them to to feel those natural consequences kind of gives them an unrealistic view of what of what adulthood is right to say oh no 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 don't worry you're not going to be responsible i'll take care of this for you yeah that that really would be i mean we would never want to do that with our kids because we realize that goodness, we want them to kind of learn that when something happens and when they are responsible for something, they need to see that through. And that will, be, that will
1: make them stronger through it. Yeah, like I, I think an example that makes sense here is, you know, I once gave my mentee my car keys. So, hey, you can take my car out, but just be sure to have it back by, 10, you know, 10. And they didn't get back till like 3 in the morning. Mm. And like, there's a consequence to be had there. There's a conversation to be had there. A mistake was made. And I think they know that. Like, I think a mentee, I don't know if they're trying to push you. I don't know if they're trying to test you. I don't know what. But most of the time, you can have like a civil conversation with them and be like, look, I still love you. Like, I'm still for you. You're not going to take my car out again because you stole it. And that's okay. But I'm not going anywhere. And I think that like a mentee is smart enough to be like yeah you're right like (laughs) i did take your car and keep it out five hours after you told me not to Mm -hmm. and so in i think in some ways you can almost like make that not as like a joke but you can you can kind of laugh about that like hey dude look like i'm i'm not going to give you my car how come because the last time you took it you stole it until three in the morning okay Right, absolutely. You know, like, you know, like, I don't think that's hard to
0: understand. <laughs> so. Sure, our kids, mentees, what 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 do they do? I mean, what do they spend so much of their energy and time doing? Testing the waters, yeah. They're kind of testing the parameters to yeah. see how much they may be able to get away with, yeah. or or really to kind of just even see us and how we're going to react in, in it. And and you know what what they're doing in that a lot of times, Zach, is they're testing our consistency. Mm-hmm. And so, as we need to be stringent and communicative and open, but, but also consistent in the small things, well, that's going to speak into the large things as well. And so we want to definitely practice that.
1: Which like sometimes a mentee, and this is something that we have talked about often, but sometimes in the first three months, six months of a mentoring relationship, they'll do something big. And it's kind of a defense mechanism. It's a, okay, this guy's getting kind of close or she's been showing up a lot. Are they for real? Are they going to leave me? Huh? Maybe if I do this, it'll test. And then I'll be able to see, can I really trust them? So just that's something to possibly be prepared for.
0: Absolutely. Good stuff. Again, just as God has forgiven us, we forgive our our mentee. And you had a good note on this episode and, and during the stage as well. And that is that during this remodeling phase, we also want to be mindful that maybe we kind of have that big you know conversation where we where we're being consistent with them and we're reaffirming and we're reminding them of their goodness you know sometimes it's it's important part of that process is understanding that that our work isn't done even in that moment because there might be a lot of emotion certainly they're kind of dealing with that and processing it but we want to maybe give that a few days and then we want to come back we want to be the initiator in that right to call to text and to say hey listen how are we you know how are how are you doing what can i be praying for you about you know are there any other developments just how are you feeling with this and that that's going to go a really long way to show that consistency and and again being setting a tone for a relationship that they probably don't have otherwise in their in their lives
1: i think it's just you know conflict is terrifying and whenever you engage in conflict there's always fears right like fears that this is not going to end well fears that this is going to kill the relationship fears that they're not going to like you or that you know they're gonna not want to hang out with you or that there's just so many fears but if we as mentors can believe the best if we can mentors in faith do the right thing and address conflict with faith and with hope and see it as a learning experience see it as something that can actually bring us closer together instead of grows further apart, I think there's a real opportunity here to strengthen relationships, that a broken bone truly can grow back stronger. But it's all about our perspective. It's all about us as adults taking the high road and seeing it for what it is, which is an opportunity.
0: react repair remodel good stuff
1: john we got to do something about this flint bro i don't know what it is
0: maybe just like some mucinex like i'll, <laughs> I'll set up like an iv right here and i can just kind of be on a drip
1: during the recording process I love, it. I love it all right anything else for our listeners sir i don't think so
0: hey listen happy birthday it's you. coming it's coming it's coming the next time that we we sit at these microphones zach We're just going to be a couple of guys in our 40s.
1: I think when this podcast airs, it'll be four days until my birthday. Wow. Hey, here's something that you can do for my birthday. You can buy our book or share the podcast with a friend or go to our social media feeds on the Instagram or on the Facebooks. How does that sound?
0: I think people would be more than happy to do any one of those or all of them.
1: That sounds like a good birthday gift because we want to see mentoring spread like wildfire. Fire. Amen, man. All right. Well, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Anything else that y'all celebrate during this season, like birthdays? I hope it goes well for you. Completely. Thanks, Zach. You're welcome, John. I'm excited to see what festive Christmas mug you're going to bring next time. It's going to be a good one. I'm sure it is. All right. Close this out.
0: Hey, friends, thank you for hanging out with us for a while. And we want to remind you that, you know what? You can mentor. Amen.